This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It's Friday. Hooray, it's Friday. Today is Friday. Friday, the first Friday in the month of August, 2023. It is the fourth day of the month of August. Got a whole lot I want to talk to you about today, so let's get right into it, shall we? Joe Biden is a trip. Not in the good way, either. There's a short history lesson for all of those out there in podcast land who may not be familiar with how many times Joe Biden has tripped and slipped and fallen and tried to meander his way the wrong direction off of a stage or away from a podium The list would last hours, showing his ineptness, his feebleness, his inability to even follow simple directions from his Secret Service detail. Once, Joe Biden had to be guided around the lawn on the White House during a White House Easter egg roll by a Secret Service agent dressed up as the Easter Bunny. Now, can you imagine you're a Secret Service agent and you get the fun task of dressing up in a big furry costume and standing next to the president in your furry costume with your 40 caliber issued sidearm somewhere in there. Oh wait, I gotta get this out. Let me see if I can poke it through one of the holes in the bunny costume. How silly, how demeaning. I wonder if that Secret Service agent still gets called Peter Cottontail. How do you get picked for that assignment? Or how about the Secret Service agents that had to ride bicycles with Joe Biden and watch him fall off of his bicycle because the man has no sense of balance? At 80 years old, Joe Biden is the worst president in U.S. history. He's also the oldest. And I know some of you will say age is only a number, and I know some of you will say you're only as young as you feel. And Joe Biden can try and fool himself, his wife, his family, the Secret Service, the media, and the American public. But the fact is, you simply have to look at him and listen to him speak. I'm sure he has one hell of a drug regimen that they keep him on. When they want to put him in front of the podium and have him look energetic, they pump him full of something. But when you just look at the guy normally, he's too old and too feeble-minded to do the job. And he cannot walk without stumbling, tripping, falling. Reporters have noticed that Biden has started using the smaller 14-step staircase to board Air Force One by entering through the belly of the plane. Sure, he'll have to walk up some more steps once he gets inside, but there aren't cameras there watching him fumble, trip, and fall up a flight of steps. 
And this all began, if you recall, after Biden took a hard fall at the graduation ceremony of the Air Force Academy in Colorado. In February 2021, Biden tripped while boarding Air Force One as he tried to depart for a trip to Europe. Then he stumbled again a month later in March of 2021, walking up the stairs of Air Force One to depart for a trip to South Carolina. He then tripped again in June of 2021, walking down the stairs of Air Force One on a trip to Europe. Then in August of 2021, he tripped again walking up the stairs of Air Force One. You would think after walking up that same flight of stairs over and over and over, he'd get the message, put one foot in front of the other. All you got to do is watch one of those claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cartoons or the Kris Kringle story of Santa Claus, and you learn one foot in front of the other. Raise your foot seven and a half inches, the standard height for a set of steps. It's pretty simple, but Biden doesn't have the mental capacity. His mind is not telling his body what to do. That is the sign of age-related feebleness. You might recall in August, he tripped once again, preparing for a trip to New York City, and then he tripped again, walking down the steps in October of 2021. Then he took a few months off, hid in his basement, and was pretty much kept out of the media for a while as he continued to disastrously try and lead the nation through the Wuhan China novel coronavirus pandemic. And then in February of 2022, walking up the Air Force One steps, he tripped yet again. But staircases are not Biden's fiercest opponent, as he appears to face even greater struggles in the mental arena. A recent NBC poll found the majority of Americans, over 68%, believe that Biden simply does not have the mental or physical health to serve as president. Yet he stays. He remains there. Now, whether that's his choice out of old man stubbornness, get off my lawn, or the Democratic Party is in a panic because they're finally experiencing what we warned them about, President Biden is not fit to hold the office. That same NBC poll found that a staggering 43% of Democrats believe Biden is not mentally or physically healthy enough to serve as president. And this concern has doubled amongst Democrats since 2020. Prior to 2020, just 20% of people were concerned about Biden's lack of mental acuity. But NBC's poll found that 89% of Republicans agree Biden simply does not have the cognitive or physical abilities to remain president. And he'll be 82 years old in 2024. And things aren't getting better. He is going downhill fast. And given his long history of physical and mental struggles, it remains unclear whether the Democratic Party will actually rally behind him and be able to win the White House. They're just hoping that he'll hold on long enough so that after four, five, six weeks, if he's reelected, he can then step down and Camel Toe Harris will be your president. God help us all. By the way, gropey Joe Biden was spotted wearing new styles of shoes that have been identified as Skechers slip-ons without socks. This adjustment to his footwear regimen comes after Biden has fallen at least eight times that we've videoed since taking office in 2020. Seven of those instances happened in public, and one occurred at home after he took a shower. Perhaps he needs one of those walk-in old people tubs. Social media was sent into a frenzy as gropey Joe Biden wears those sketcher slip-ons without socks while wearing dress clothing, a suit, or a dress blazer and slacks. One person said, can we talk about Joe's new shoes? Is he going to wear them everywhere? Why does he need these sneakers all of a sudden? 
Those Skechers Ultraflex 3.0 slip-on shoes will presumably help the frail Joe Biden stay on his feet. And lately he's been seen wearing them almost everywhere, including the beach. Newsflash, America, it ain't the shoes. Gropey Joe, it's your feeble mind and your worn-out body. Time for you to step down. Here's a message for all of the Americans out there who drive on America's crumbling infrastructure, the highway system, the road system, that the so-called Infrastructure Act of Joe Biden was supposed to fix. Potholes are getting deeper and wider and longer, and more of them are appearing on our nation's crumbling roadways. But yet, Biden called his Infrastructure Act the means to the end of repairing our crumbling roads and bridges. Instead, it was nothing more than a social justice exercise, and of course, nothing is getting fixed. Besides that, not only have car and truck prices risen by double-digit percentages since Biden took office, just about everything you can possibly purchase is also gone up in price. After all, Biden can claim he's reducing the deficit and reducing inflation, but the harsh reality and the actual truth is he has not reduced anything except our position of respect on the world stage. Faith in his presidency also has been reduced, and of course his credibility has been reduced. Lying and lying and lying over and over, and the dumber half of America keeps believing the lies. Now, you've often heard me refer to the dumber half of America, and here's why I say this. If you think right now, August 4th, 2023, that you are just an average American, you need to realize if you're dead in the middle of 332 million Americans, if you are dead in the middle, you are the average American, then you are right in the middle and one half of the American population is dumber than you. It also means, if you are the average American, that half of America, 166 million people, are smarter than you. Don't sell yourself short, my Truth Hurts program listeners. You are not the average American. If you listen to this program, if you heed what I say, if you act positively, on the information that I give you, you are well above average. When people say, Steve, are you one of the average Americans? No, I cut them off immediately. I am far, far, far above the average American in intelligence, in earnings, in street smarts, and every other thing that counts. And perhaps that is why sometimes I tend to look down on people especially those who play stupid games and win stupid prizes. Anyway, I digress. Not only have car and truck prices risen by double digits since Biden took office, furniture, housing, services. Try and call a plumber. Try and call a plumber who used to come out and charge you 75 bucks for a call-out fee and maybe another 50 bucks to unclog your drain. Now you can't get a plumber for less than 350, 400 bucks. Thanks, Joe Biden. The reason why the plumbers are charging so much is the plumber's vehicle costs more, the tools and equipment cost more, and of course, the plumber is going to charge more because if $15 an hour is the wage the Biden administration thinks a whopper flopper should be getting, 
than a skilled tradesman like a plumber, an electrician, an air conditioning technician should be getting way, way more than that whopper flopper at the local burger joint. On day one, Joe Biden placed his feeble fingers on the Holy Bible. He swore to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And he has become the domestic enemy of our nation. On day one, he waged war on the domestic oil and gas industry, reduced our strategic petroleum reserves, and directly caused gasoline, diesel, home heating oil, propane, and natural gas prices to soar to all-time highs. Now, for the average American and the below-average American, that means they've never been higher. Now, you think I'm making this up, but I'm not. Killing the Keystone XL pipeline, adding mountains of red tape for exploration, drilling, shipping, refining, storing of oil, natural gas, diesel, gasoline, and propane was just the beginning. Stifling and taxing and red taping oil producers, transporters, and retailers was just the beginning. On the day before he allegedly became the president, a gallon of gasoline, unleaded regular in the United States, was less than half of what it is right now. That's a fact. In March of 2020, while good old Donald Trump, the evil orange man, was your president, on March 14th of 2020, picking a, just a date out of the hat here during Trump's presidency, the average national price for a gallon of regular unleaded gasoline was $1.86. $1.86 per gallon. Donald Trump, the evil one, was the president. Now, this figure was pulled from PolitiFact. It was reported in the Austin American Statesman newspaper in Texas. The day before Biden stepped into office, during the uncertainty, the height of the COVID crisis, on Trump's final day in office, the price was about $2.30 a gallon. Nationwide average, $2.30 a gallon. Gasoline prices across the United States are rising right now while Joe Biden stands before the podium and lies to you, telling you he has inflation under control. Joe Biden is directly to blame for the latest round of gasoline price increases. Diesel yesterday alone jumped by 30 cents a gallon at three local gas stations here near New Orleans. 30 cents in one day. Boom, boom, boom. Three stations in a row. Gas prices are rising and Joe Biden is directly to blame. Sure, he and his cohorts in the lamestream press are trying to say that it's the hot weather that may be part of the problem. They claim that the hot weather causes some refineries to not be able to process the oil and natural gas into gasoline and heating oil and diesel fuel. Do you know what the temperature is inside of a catalyst cracking unit? The main item that breaks down crude oil and turns it into gasoline? I can tell you it's not 105 degrees in the shade, my friends. According to an article published by Stress Engineering, stress.com, the refractory-lined vessels run very hot with the regenerator internal temperatures of a catalyst cracker in the range of 1,300 degrees Fahrenheit to 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit. And that is a little bit warmer than the 105-degree days that they are experiencing in Baytown, Texas, or Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 
or all of those refineries in New Jersey. You can't blame global warming or the hot temperatures on this recent spike in gasoline prices. According to AAA, the American Automobile Association, the average price for a gallon of gasoline has hit its highest level of the year so far this week. Thanks, Joe Biden. Thanks, Bidenomics. The national average price for a gallon of regular grade unleaded fuel hit a high of $3.82 per gallon yesterday. That is, by the way, 28 cents per gallon more than the national average one month ago. Remember, for an entire month, Joe Biden's been talking about how he's reined in inflation and everything's going down. Yet, you're paying 28 cents a gallon more today than you were one month ago under Joe Biden's Bidenomics. Prices are lower than the highest recorded average price per gallon, which hit $5.02 per gallon June of last year while Joe Biden was your president. So let's do some simple math here, shall we? $5.02 a gallon last June while Joe Biden was your president, minus the Donald Trump low of $1.86 a gallon, means there is a difference of $3.16 per gallon. That's the difference between Donald Trump's low and Joe Biden's high. This means during Joe Biden's presidency, you were paying $3.16 more per gallon than you did when the evil orange man was in the White House. Even if Biden had doubled the price per gallon, the price would have only been $3.72 a gallon. But $5.02? That is almost triple, my friends. Bidenomics. So consider this, my intelligent, above-average, truth-hurts program listeners. Even today, with the national average at $3.82 per gallon, that's $0.10 cents more than if Donald Trump's price had been doubled. At $3.82 a gallon, you and I are paying more than double the price per gallon than when Donald Trump was your president. God help all of you on the West Coast. Average prices of a gallon of unleaded fuel in California, Oregon, Washington State, and Hawaii are upwards of $5 a gallon right now. Keep on voting Democrat, my friends. One of the headlines that caught my eye this morning was the Biden brand revealed. Explosive testimony sparks scrutiny and speculation. And it talks about the Biden influence peddling game and the Biden access game. It talks about Devin Archer testifying before Congress on the illegal, unethical, immoral, criminal dealings of the Biden crime family as he alleges all of those things were done while he watched. He benefited from it as well. I know, and I can't really discuss this, but on a flight home or right before the flight or right after the flight, a charter flight yesterday out of Washington, D.C., Devin Archer was overheard by someone as talking about an unnamed female going to jail next week. I wonder who that could be. Anyway, I have more information on that, but I'm not going to divulge it here today. I don't want to get people at that airport or at that airline or people who happen to overhear that conversation into any trouble. You're listening to the Truth Hurts program. Another article says COVID lockdowns were wrong then. They knew it. They did it anyway. Who are they? Well, since crap rolls downhill, let's start at the top. Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris, Chuck Schumer, naughty, nasty, Nazi, Nancy Pelosi. And then the crap rolled downhill to local Democratic governors, state senators, 
state representatives, school board presidents and staff, mayors, and of course, police chiefs. Three years ago this week, around sunset on a Friday night, the Montgomery County government announced that it would ban all religious and private schools from reopening their doors on the first day of school. It was traumatizing and radicalizing. The schools had followed all the directions, closed in March, and stuck with remote schooling for the rest of that school year. They spent those months, plus June and July, preparing for safe reopenings in September. All the health officials and politicians spoke with 100% certainty that closing the schools was the right thing to do. They never considered that any reopening plan could possibly make a school safe. They were totally sure that in-person school would risk massive outbreaks, and they did not entertain even the remote possibility that this would inflict serious harm on children by closing the schools for months in a row or even for a full year. This happened not only in Montgomery County, but every county across the United States of America and all the parishes in Louisiana. But since I'm focusing on Montgomery County here, their health director, Travis Gales, and other health department officials dismissed any and all objections from parents, any and all objections from local school officials as, quote, arrogance coming from the privileged classes, unquote, who have the ways, means, and wherewithal to put their children in private learning institutions. If we're not going to reopen the public schools, then we're not going to let you reopen the private schools. Period. In steps Larry Hogan, the governor, who intervened and struck down the county order allowing the non-public schools to make their own decisions. But the health department director, Gales, fired back, issuing a second closure order. Larry Hogan killed that order as well. Throughout the time, the politicians in the county defended the blanket closures. The county executives at the same time were trying to close Jewish, Catholic, and other private schools, presiding over a government that opened bars for longer hours, reopened tattoo parlors, let private organizations host learning hubs in the same empty public school classrooms that were empty because of their orders. In-person students at Montgomery County were less likely to get COVID than remote students. Dozens of non-public schools that were open while public schools remained closed saw only one COVID hospitalization and not a single COVID-related death. The harm of school closures has been repeatedly documented. Learning loss and the resulting declining test scores were massive, not only in Montgomery County, but in much of America. Maryland's Montgomery County has also seen a youth crime wave, including massive increases in public school crimes. Why? Because these children had no good home training and they were stuck at home while their moms and maybe their dads, if they knew them, were home on crack or not there at all. The scary thing is none of the politicians or health officials ever admitted to being wrong. If any politician or regulator makes a grave error and can't admit it or openly explain it, no one should ever trust that politician or that regulator ever again. Unfortunately, none of those closers suffered any harm for the harm they imposed on students. And now, with grade point averages at all-time lows for the last two years, they still won't admit they were wrong. Finally today, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, is an American hero, but Camel Toe Harris thinks he's anti-American. Let me ask you this. 
What's more American than protecting America from terrorists, drug dealers, human traffickers, disease carriers, smugglers, criminals, rapists? Nothing is more American than someone who has the balls to stand up and stop the crime wave from occurring. Cameltoe Harris, on the other hand, is a vapid, airheaded moron who has her thought processes completely wrong. The vice president described governor of Texas Greg Abbott's actions at the border with Mexico as, quote, outrageous and un-American, unquote. Harris was speaking at the Unidos U.S. annual conference when she took aim at Greg Abbott's call to place razor wire along the banks of the Rio Grande, as well as setting out a line of floating buoys, warning that both could serve to put migrants in immediate danger. Now, you might recall... Gropey Joe Biden appointed Cameltoe Harris as the border czar and put her in charge of fixing the broken immigration system of the Biden administration. She says that it is wrong to harm the criminal, illegal, law-breaking, invading trespassers who are violating our most sacred and sovereign border laws. The wrecking size buoys, as she called them, were part of Governor Abbott's measure to keep migrants from entering the United States illegally. Key word here, illegally. The vice president took aim at the Republican governor and suggested it is an example of extremists demonizing and attacking immigrants, according to the Houston Chronicle. They're illegals. They're criminals. They're breaking the law. We have to deter them. This is what the idiot Harris said in reference to a Hearst newspaper recent report entitled Inhumane, Outrageous, and Un-American. She said, in Texas, we see reports that authorities have pushed children and pregnant women who cross the Rio Grande back into the river, people who refuse to provide water to other human beings who are in deadly 100-degree heat. Hey, Harris, we owe absolutely nothing to the illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing invaders attempting to violate our border. We owe them nothing at all. We know for a fact that these people know that what they're doing is illegal. These people know they're breaking the law, and they do not care. So I say, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Greg Abbott and his administration stated that the actions are not intended to harm migrants, but if those migrants are stupid enough to try, they can get hurt or die. It's that simple. No orders or directions have been given under Operation Lone Star that would compromise the lives of those attempting to cross the border illegally, is what the statement from Abbott's group says. The Lone Star State's governor, who won a third term in November, promised tougher border crackdowns and is rightfully blaming Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and the White House for the immigrant problems that are plaguing America. In fact, Abbott said just last year, the Biden-Harris administration continues ignoring and denying the historic crisis at our southern border, which has endangered and overwhelmed Texas communities for almost two years. That was last year he said that, so it's been over two years now. Our supposed border czar, Vice President Kamala Harris, has yet to even visit the border to see firsthand the impact of the open border policies she has helped implement, even going so far as to claim the border is secure. It's not secure. Otherwise, people wouldn't be trying to cross it illegally. The American public needs to see Cameltoe Harris for the liar that she is, and needs to see the criminal law-breaking invading migrants as the criminals that they are. 
It is the Biden administration's refusal to secure our border that is putting the lives of the criminal illegal trespassers at risk. I say turn them back and they won't run the risk of injury or death. They have zero rights in America because they are not American citizens and they do not belong here, especially if they gain access unlawfully. Period. We have run out of time for this early Friday morning edition of the Truth Hurts program. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We may do another edition here today because there's so very much to talk about in Biden's disastrous America. We'll see you next time. Bud Light presents Fake Men with Penises. Fake Men with Penises. Today we salute you, O pandering politician Democrat. Pandering loser Democrat. You know that every word coming from your mouth is a complete lie, but you just keep on lying. Your pants are on fire. Whichever way the wind blows, so do you. And why do you continue to lie? Because deep down inside, you know the truth that there are only two genders, but admitting that would mean the end of your political career. So crack open an ice cold butt light, oh pandering politician Democrat. Because when it comes to telling the truth versus fiction, you can't, you won't, or you'll be out of a job. Unemployment Office, St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved.